What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because you can't stop the waves, but you can learn to surf. Special solo bonus episode for you today. Actually, an audio version of my quarterly progress report for Q1. I've been writing and posting these progress reports for years uh, on the blog at sidehustlenation.com slash blog. But I thought I'd give you a podcast version to break down what I've been working on so far this year, some business and lifestyle updates, what books I've been reading, and what's coming down the road. Think of it as kind of an inside baseball look behind the scenes at Side Hustle Nation. If you like this format, let me know. We can do it again. And if you prefer, I just stick to the regular Thursday episodes. That's fine, too. I'll be back next week with another one of those. But let's talk projects or maybe experiments is a better way to phrase it. My biggest project, my biggest experiment this quarter was an online course to help bloggers and online business owners get more targeted traffic to their websites. Now, compared to other digital products, other courses that I've attempted to launch in the past, the initial response to this one was off the charts positive. I was kind of blown away by the initial reaction. So brief recap of my process before creating any of the content, I sent out an email. I want to say the subject line was, should I build this? And it outlined what I had in mind, kind of the initial three or four modules that I had in mind. I put a low, low uh, introductory price tag on it and said, if I got 20 sales, I'd build it. And it was exciting to hit that 20 sale mark in just the first few hours, watching those email notifications come in. And then by the end of the pre-sale period, I think there was over 100 sales in total, which was really rewarding to see. And before doing this, I had registered the trafficcourse.com and set up a simple sales page using Teachable. So I already had my Teachable account for my other online course. So it was pretty quick to uh, create this secondary product, this secondary course in there. But for the trafficcourse.com, it was definitely one of those times when you search a domain and you're like, oh my gosh, this is available, right? Let me click buy, let me lock this in right now. And after some uh, input from my mastermind, I decided to drip out that content for the course as I created it rather than waiting until it was all recorded. I'm so glad that they nudged me in that direction because I think that helped keep some of the excitement and momentum alive instead of having to wait almost six weeks to drop everything at once. Plus, we had weekly live Q&A office hours uh, on Zoom, and those were a ton of fun as well. But thetrafficcourse.com, it's live now. It covers my SEO process that has helped me reach, well, I want to say, 300,000 page views in the last 30 days. Uh, just a step-by-step process on how to get more traffic to your website, to your online business. The next project that I spent some time and money on this quarter was PR, basically, uh, you know, public relations, help a reporter stuff, basically trying to earn high authority backlinks from the media, from press outlets. And the best free resource to do that is help a reporter, helpareporter.com. When you sign up, if you're not already, you'll get three emails a day with requests from journalists, and you can kind of pick your subcategory that you want to be, uh, that you want to receive. And I don't read every one of these because it can be kind of overwhelming. But I did reply to several inquiries and earned some quotes and backlinks as a result, including from Forbes, from Real Simple, from Ink Files, some pretty decent names. Now, as far as best practices, because everybody says, well, yeah, I just use Help a Reporter to get links. A um, little more to than that. So uh, as far as best practices, a couple things have worked for me. Number one, uh, lead with your credentials and make them relevant to the reporter's query. For example, in the first line or two of my pitch, I'll mention 
Hey, uh, Nick Loper here. I'm the founder of Side Hustle Nation. It's an award-winning blog and podcast. It's a community of however many thousand people, right? If you can include numbers, I feel like that's a little bit of a trust builder. I'm the author of half a dozen books. I'm a TEDx speaker, right? Trying to like pump yourself up a little bit in that, you know, one to two line intro and then go into directly answering uh, the question or the query that they had asked. Uh, for new bloggers, I think your best bet at earning links just to build up some ground level uh, domain authority might be to target what I'll call roundup queries. These posts are looking specifically for multiple sources, so it's easier to get your answer quoted. So I've got a Gmail filter that's set up to put a star by uh, helper reporter emails that contain the word side hustle. So uh, I make sure not to miss those. But you could set up something similar for your keyword or for your keyword plus roundup or roundup, you know, different spelling variations of that with a, with a dash or something. But that's something that has been helpful and hopefully will result in some long-term, you know, domain authority growth uh, over time as those links kind of age in. Not a huge traffic bump in, in the near term, but that's not necessarily the name of the game there. And this next project was an effort to revive the growth of my email list, which has kind of been plateaued for several years. So I started creating episode-specific opt-in offers again. And if you've been listening to the show for the last few months, you've heard those on air. Now, for context, I did this almost every week from mid-2014 to mid-2018. And it helped me grow from around 1,000 email subscribers back in mid-2014 to over 60,000 email subscribers. But the lead magnets that I created during that time were PDF summaries of the episodes. And so lately, instead, I've shifted to just publishing those summaries as the show notes for the sake of creating a better user experience and for content discovery in SEO. So if that's kind of off the table, th this time around, my idea was to create complementary resources or what I would consider to be complementary resources um, that would help the listeners apply what they learned in that episode. So for example, this quarter, I created uh, six or seven of these things. We did a habit tracker. We did a list of unconventional rental ideas. What can I rent out for money inspired by our hot tub rental episode? We did a Facebook funnel worksheet inspired by running moms. Like, okay, how does this, how does this funnel work? A visualization would probably help. We did 101 service business ideas. We did common and costly website mistakes. We did a time tracking template inspired by just the constant uh, pain point of like, there's never enough time in my day to, to run a side hustle and do all this other stuff. Um, and then we did one on my alternative investments. And if you're on the Side Hustle Nation email list, you receive all of those in your inbox as part of your weekly newsletter. So you don't have to re-enter your information. I also posted those on the super secret subscriber-only VIP page. And actually, if you hit sidehustlenation.com slash join, you can opt in there and you get access to all those files and hundreds of other, you know, members only bonuses that are created over the years. That VIP link, I think it's set to send uh, 10 to 15 minutes after you join. So you'll get your initial welcome. And then a few minutes later, you get, hey, psst, can you keep a secret? Here's the super secret VIP link. Now, in total, those new opt-ins were downloaded more than 1,500 times, which I think is encouraging. It's hard to say because some of the previous episode summary ones did much better. So we'll we'll 
continue to tweak and play around with this, but it's also interesting to see which types of files uh, have performed the best. So out of the ones that I mentioned, the uh, Facebook funnel worksheet and the unconventional rental ideas were the most popular, sometimes by several times uh, over the uh, the other ones. So you never know what you got to test this stuff out. So that is what I'm working on. And then next up, and I'll talk about some of these projects later, but trying to revamp uh, the welcome sequences that people receive after they join. I think there's an opportunity to provide a, a better, more helpful experience on that front. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. The next test was also related to the email newsletter, and that was resending the newsletter to people who didn't open it. So I've been uh, sending out these uh, weekly newsletters just about every Thursday since 2013. And so what I started testing this quarter was resending those newsletters on Saturday to the people who didn't open the Thursday version. And it's admittedly early on this, but I'm encouraged by the results. So the regular Thursday broadcasts tend to see a 23 to 26% open rate, and not horrible, but not amazing either. These resends, remember, they're going to everybody who ignored the first message, uh, or at least didn't track an open on the first message, those are seeing anywhere from a 5 to 18% open rate. Now, mechanically, how I'm getting this done inside Active Campaign is I'll go in, uh, copy the campaign, and change the subject line, change the first few lines of the message, and then set it to go out uh, on Saturday. So it does take a little bit of extra time, but for the incremental exposure and engagement, I think it's probably worthwhile because on any given week, that little uh, that little tweak results in 
thousands of incremental people seeing my content and it bumps the overall open rate to like 28 to 40%, which is now starting to get in, uh, in a pretty healthy range. So those were the primary projects and initiatives. Those were the traffic course at the trafficcourse.com. That was some helper reporter and PR focus. It was creating episode specific opt-ins, something that I'll probably consider, uh, continue to do, uh, for the duration of, of this quarter and beyond. And then resending, uh, the newsletter to people who didn't open it, seeing some encouraging early results on that. Now on to some cool uh, business and lifestyle stuff that happened. Uh, the first thing was our first, our firstborn, our oldest turned five this winter, which is still hard to believe because I remember five years ago we were in a, uh, we were in a pretty rough place at this at this age. But because he turned five and you know it aligned with winter time, it was like let's let's strap some skis on him and see see how he does. He's really good on his bike, so I know he has the gross motor skills to get it done. And it's just cool to begin to share this lifelong hobby of mine with him, just like my dad did uh, with my brother and me and his dad did with him. So we ended up making seven trips uh, so far. Maybe there's another one, you know, before the snow starts to melt. And he never once complained about the two and a half hour drive each way, never complained about wiping out, never complained about being too cold. And granted, you know, most of the ski days were you know, pretty warm California ski days, but he was definitely a trooper for that. And it's so awesome to see his progress from day one, just kind of, you know, edgy wedging his way down the magic carpet to now, you know, ripping down some blue squares, making all these good turns. We also tried his uh, brother uh, just before his third birthday. And I'll just say that was probably at least a year too early. Also, similarly, uh, you know, strong legs, good gross motor skills, but he's just so floppy. We did a few laps on the chairlift. There was just a lot of just being at the whim of gravity, more more or less, not being totally in control. Second thing that went on uh, lifestyle-wise was, uh, without really intending to do it, ended up doing uh, a dry January, an alcohol-free January. And not, not that I was drinking a ton before, but it felt pretty good. So kept that streak going in February. In March, I celebrated, you know, having this epic powder day, over-the-head powder day with dad, uh, we celebrated with this delicious IPA. If you're local, this was uh, Shadow Puppet Lush Nectar. It's so good. Um, but promptly felt like garbage the next morning. It was totally not worth it. And this is not the first time that I felt what I feel like is disproportionately awful relative to the amount that I've consumed. So I'm not sure if I'm just out of practice, which wouldn't be a horrible thing, or if there's something else going on there. But so it was dry January, dry February, and mostly dry March. And that's something that I can foresee continuing just because it feels better. Uh, next on my list is uh, breaking a thousand miles on the e-bike, which um, I bought in summer of 2018. It's a Gen Z model that I got uh, kind of as a used demo. And the cool thing is that almost all of these are what I'll call transportation miles rather than uh, recreational riding miles. If we're riding for fun, you know, I can pedal like a normal person. I'll ride, uh, ride the regular bike. But what that means by transportation miles is that's a thousand miles that I didn't put on my car. It starts to add up to some significant uh, gas savings and environmental savings too. One other cool thing that we have going on is the boys and I have been collecting aluminum cans while we're out on these bike rides and while we're out you're just walking around, playing around. So collecting aluminum cans to clean up the neighborhood and also show them, hey, you guys 
could earn some money from these. These things are worth something. Uh, so we took our collection to the recycling center. We cashed in for $5.45, and they were thrilled. So that's pretty cool. That's a little pastime, I think, that will continue as well. Another thing I'm really excited about this quarter is building a more consistent meditation habit. And if all it was going to take was buying the silly $200 brainwave sensing headband, I should have done it years ago. But ever since getting uh, the Muse, both Bryn and I have been way more consistent on our meditation efforts. We've heard, um, you know, from Pat Flynn recommend this thing, John Lee Dumas recommend this thing. Mike Vardy, I think, was the guy who pushed me over the edge. He uh, we did an episode on like little life upgrades. And he's like, look, I know it's a weird thing, but I feel like it gamifies it. It gets you pumped up for the day. It's like, okay, let's, let's, you know, plunk down and give it a shot. What's interesting is where before having this, I would, I would set a timer on my phone for like five minutes and I would struggle to get through it and be like, man, it's time up yet. I, there's, I got things to do. I got places to go. But more often than not now with the headband and the Muse app, I feel like I could go longer. So I've stretched out the sessions to eight, nine, 10 minutes at a time. And oftentimes when it's done, it's like, oh, should I, I wish I could add a minute. I wish that was a feature. Like I feel, I feel pretty good right now. And of course, to the people who have been meditating for years that, you know, eight, nine, 10 minutes, whoo, you know, that's not a whole lot, but it's a big deal over here. And while it could totally be some uh, placebo effect, I do feel uh, calmer, maybe a little bit more patient, maybe as a result. In our Masterpiece Days episode with Brian Johnson uh, from Optimize.me, he told the story of this wall calendar that he keeps in his office, some of the habits and uh, daily goals that he tracks on there. And he talked about each time he checks one off, he described giving himself a little mental high five and saying, that's like me, that's like me. And so that story has been on my mind really ever since that recording. I think that recording with Brian, uh, if you missed it, definitely worth a listen. I'm still kind of pumped up from it months later. But I've caught myself saying, that's like me in my mind. Whenever I do my workout, whenever I prioritize that meditation practice, whenever I avoid the temptation of eating junk food, whenever I don't pour that drink, that's like me. It's building up that identity habit, kind of one self-congratulations at a time. On the bookshelf this quarter was uh, a little bit of history, a little bit of fiction, a little bit of business, a little bit of science. Um, my favorite book for the quarter was called Undaunted Courage. This is an almost day-by-day -day account of the Lewis and Clark adventure. For a history nerd like me, it was a real page-turner. I'm being totally serious when I say this. I would be like, every time I would read something new, I'd turn to my wife and say, You're, you, <laughs> I know you don't care, but you, you'll never believe what happened. Um, this, this is the ultimate backpacking trip, right? Except instead of covering 50 miles over maybe seven days, it, it covered close to probably 4,000 miles round trip over two years uh, into uncharted territory, no GPS, no maps. Uh, the lasting takeaway for me was a new and deeper appreciation for the simplest luxuries and conveniences that we enjoy today. For example, uh, going to the grocery store instead of hoping to come across an elk, um, being able to instantly communicate with anyone almost anywhere on the planet instead of sending them a letter and then waiting patiently, potentially months for a response. And if nothing else, it'll give you some perspective about 
what counts as a problem in your day-to-day life. Uh, the book does lose some steam for the sake of disclosure uh, after the expedition ends, much like uh, Lewis's life, if that's a spoiler. But this uh, was a really fun, detailed account of what it was like to venture into the unknown 200 and almost 20 years ago. Undaunted courage. Loved it. And next up was a book called Surely You're Joking, Mr. Feynman, uh, subtitled Adventures of a Curious Character. This is a collection of stories by Richard Feynman, who is a Nobel uh, Prize-winning physicist. And his curiosity and openness to trying things a different way definitely comes through, but it wasn't a favorite of mine. Didn't end up finishing that book. And next up was The Common Path to Uncommon Success. John Lee Dumas was gracious enough to send me an advanced review copy of his newly released book. And it's a good one. You heard John on the show a couple weeks ago sharing some of the ideas and concepts inside. And I shared over email how I liked his advice to be willing to be the worst. By that, he meant niche down until you can say you're the only person or company in the world that does blank. In his case, Entrepreneurs on Fire was the only daily podcast for entrepreneurs uh, when he started. And by default, it was the best game in town, but also the worst. So where can you, where can you be the only? And remember, Jonathan Mentanza's advice from Choose FI, if you can't be first, be different. Where can you be the only? And through that lens, both my footwear comparison shopping site and my virtual assistant review site fit that bill. The shoe site was the only comparison shopping site dedicated to footwear. And the VA site was the only directory and review platform for outsourcing companies. But like I shared in that episode with John, I actually had to set the book down for a couple of weeks to go and implement one of his suggestions. Pause the book when we're reading on the couch with the kids. Can you, I, I got to go to the bathroom. Can you pause the book? So I had to pause the book. And his suggestion was pre-selling a solution that you know your audience needs. In my case, the problem was people not getting enough traffic to their website. And the solution was the traffic course. But following John's advice, I pre-sold it to make sure it was something that people really wanted and was excited by the validation that came back on that one. Took a break from the business books to read Ready Player Two, which was not as strong as Ready Player One, but still had a compelling storyline. It was actually not what I expected. I was thinking it was going to be like Ender's Game, Ender's Shadow, you know, Ender's Game is Ender's perspective, Ender's Shadow is Bean's perspective. I thought it was going to be uh, Artemis's perspective instead of just, a, you know, it takes place right after the first one. Um, in any case, didn't love it as much as the first one, still haven't seen the movie, but, you know, still worth a read if you, d- if you did like the first one. And finally, uh, the last book of the quarter was called Superhuman. This is an anti-aging book by uh, Dave Asprey, which is uh, a topic that I'm interested in as I get older. In this one, it's hard to tell where the science ends and the sales begin. Now, I will hand it to Dave. He is hands down one of the best content marketers on the planet. In fact, my understanding is the whole Bulletproof brand, the whole Bulletproof empire started as a blog, Bulletproof executive blog back in the day. But just about every chapter in this book follows a problem, agitate, solve framework. And if you're in the marketing world, you you start to recognize this. And the thing is, many of these solutions, once you get to the solve part, would be just to buy, you know, Dave's Bulletproof branded supplements or invest in some other product or service where Dave happens to be an advisor or part owner 
uh, in the company. So I had a hard time with this one. Uh, you know, where does the science end? Where does the sales begin? But in any case, you know, rather than pumping yourself full of supplements on a quest to live to 180, which is Dave's public goal, my takeaways were instead to focus on the fundamentals, solid nutrition, fitness, and getting good quality sleep. So that was superhuman. What was on your reading list for the quarter? Love to hear your recommendations. You can respond to any email that I've sent you. You can hit me up, nick at sidehustlenation.com on the Twitters at Ann Loper. Let me know what's been on your reading list. I'm always game for different recommendations there. Now, what is next for Side Hustle Nation? What's on the horizon for this quarter? Uh, number one, hope to finalize the 1K 100 Ways book project. This project has taken way longer than I ever expected it to, but I do think it will be a cool resource when it's done. Hopefully we're on the home stretch here. So for background, this is featuring 100 members of the community and their various side hustles. Look, how'd you make a thousand bucks on the side? Here's a bunch of different ways to get it done from real people, real examples. I think it's going to be really cool, but where in my mind, it's like, oh, this would be perfect. Just crowdsource the answers, uh, mash them all together. Like, uh, it hasn't been uh, exactly like I envisioned, but again, I hope uh, we're on the home stretch there. And I think it will be a uh, cool resource. You can find that at 1k100ways.com. Join the notification list there. Or if it's already launched, that'll get you over to uh, where you can find it. Project number two is rethinking the Side Hustle Nation email welcome sequence is just because I think I could be doing a better job on these. Best case scenario, they're three, three and a half years old. Worst case, they're sometimes seven, almost eight years old. So just there's an opportunity there to better serve people and create a better first impression. You know, when somebody joins, like, dude, I want to really blow them away with how you can improve your financial lives by tuning into this stuff, by paying attention to this stuff. Um, and number three is some podcast growth experiments. I've got a couple of ideas that I'd like to test out here, including maybe some sort of referral program, but I'll let you know how it goes, or maybe more likely you'll hear uh, some of those experiments on air. But how did Q1 shape up for you? Let me know uh, at Ann Loper on Instagram, on Twitter. Hopefully you're making some good progress toward your goals. We'd love to hear what you're working on. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.